Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go getter. Put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tribe 44 Podcast presented to you by United Citizens Bank of Southern Kentucky. Go see former Indians Nick Fudge, Ty Bennett, Matt Loy, and our own Clay Turner for all of your banking needs. For all the show's intents and purposes, I am your host, Will Rich, and I am joined tonight by our fearless leader, Clay Turner. Clay, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Will. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Fixing to leave out on vacation tomorrow morning. I'm excited about it. Going to Atlanta, going to catch a ball game, going to take Dax to the zoo. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to get a little Lego land knocked out. It's going to be a big time. Yeah, sounds like an awesome, you know, vacation for you guys. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a big time. We're looking forward to it. Had a good time watching the national championship game, and I understand, Clay, where you were at. It was a very intense setting. Yeah, because I was with Ty Bennett and Kyle Burton, which Ty Bennett actually, you know, it came down to the one game. If Baylor won, Ty Bennett won the bracket challenge, and if if Gonzaga won, B.J. Steinhelber was going to win the bracket challenge. But, of course, as we see, Baylor won, so Ty ended up winning the bracket challenge. So Ty is the winner of our bracket challenge, so he gets to take home the $50 gift card from Doc's Market. I'm sure he's looking forward to all that ice cream that he's going to eat. Oh, yeah. Well, Clay, tonight we've got a little bit of a different show going for everybody. We don't have just one or two guests coming at us. You know, baseball, softball, those spring sports, it's all about – the stories. Baseball and softball brings about stories like like no other sport can. And we're not going to have enough time to get all the stories and all the people that we want to. So tonight, Clay, I'm very excited about what we're doing here. But we have several, several, several guests lined up from days gone by from Adair County Baseball and softball. We've got some district champions in the mix. We've got some minor league baseball players. We've got uh, nursing students, we've got college players galore. We have all kinds of former Adair County talent going to get to talk to us tonight. Claire, are you excited about it? I am. You know, it's almost like a rapid fire, you know, and it's uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing the stories and talking to them again. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So I guess this week our Downey Eye Clinic guest of the week is a little bit of everybody. We'll introduce our guests as we go. But, you know, Downey Eye Clinic has been a leading provider in optometry services and vision care products in the Columbia community since 1981. And I feel like that's how many guests we have tonight, Clay, 1,981. They want to help you to achieve clear vision for years to come. All right, Clay, we've got with us tonight several guests, but we're going to get started tonight with several actually on the phone right now, and I'm pretty excited about it. What about you, Clay? I am. This is going to be kind of like a, we're having a lot, the most guests we've ever had, but also, you know, a lot less time. Yeah, going to try to pack a lot in. Going to try to get a lot in. So with us right now. It's kind of like speed dating, except it's not obviously speed dating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah there's no no dating happening right now on the show this is uh, that's a different show clay yeah that's yep that's the, uh, but we've the got show after us, us. Uh, some members uh, some former members of the Adair county high school softball team they all at they all at some point played together i'm not sure they weren't all on the same yeah you all you all played together we've got meredith corbin yeah Hannah and mackenzie martin every one of you played together didn't you we did yeah yeah, all of you together. Now, before the before we started recording, Hannah did mention that she's the 
the senior citizen of the group. But she, uh, <laughs> what year did you graduate, uh, Hannah? I graduated in 2008. 2008. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What would you say? I was going to say I am definitely the oldest of the group. <laughs> Well, and then we go from the oldest to the person that thinks they're the wisest. Mackenzie, you were next, and you graduated in, tell us. 2011. 2011, that's when me and Seth graduated. And then we have Meredith, who followed up, and tell everybody when you graduated, Meredith. 2012. 2012. So uh, we're just going to open this up to you guys. I'm going to kind of get out of Clay's way, but I'm mostly going to open it up to you guys to just – uh, open it up, tell your favorite stories from when you played together or, or just from your playing days in general. But I'm going to get out of everybody's way, and Clay's going to run this. Okay, guys, uh, like Will said, let's hear your guys' favorite stories or something that sticks with you from your high school softball playing days. Well, who wants to go first? Kenzie Burt. Go ahead, Hannah. You got, you're the oldest, so let's train her. Well, well, yes, the oldest does go first. Y'all said this wasn't a dating show, but I got to put a plug out there. Kenzie and I are single, so don't be running people off. Anybody out there listening? <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, so, okay, okay my, any interested parties can contact the text machine, and we'll we'll get that message to Mackenzie. And, and yeah, put a contact it. number at the end of this. Um, <laughs> my one of my favorite memories. Well, all my favorite memories that have to do with sports are centered around friendship and running with people. As you said, we're all different ages. Mert so kindly reminded me that she was in eighth grade when uh, I think I was a senior. And then Kenzie actually falls between me and my sister. So she played with both of us. Kenzie, how many years? What? Did, when did you graduate, you said? I graduated in 2011. So I fall exactly between mm-hmm. the texts. Yeah. A legendary thick time to be alive, I guess, for you, Ken. Um, but my favorite all-time softball memory would have been my senior. I guess it's a sad memory, but it was going into, I think, 11, ending, 11 innings and the district championship tragic loss by like one run uh in the international tiebreaker rule but it was my last game ever and uh what a game to go out on and I hit a home run so that was always nice and it went into the street so anyway (laughs) awesome awesome Kenzie you got any good stories for us got anything for us yeah so like Hannah said most of my like we talked about when we were talking during basketball season most of my memories um, with sports to revolve around friendships. Um, I was the catcher to Meredith's pitcher. Um, so I'll let her tell some of those stories if, if they're appropriate for radio. But um, I guess two two things that really stand out was, one, obviously winning the district championship. Um, I played in eight district tournaments during my time in uh, high school, both basketball and softball. And so my senior year, finally getting that one uh, championship and as much as I love basketball, softball was always my my number one love and my number one passion and what I put the most uh, work and effort into. So seeing that come into uh, culminating in that district championship was really special. Um, and then number two, uh, you guys had Coach Martin on the podcast last week. Um, this involves one of the one time I think I remember him uh, really uh, deciding to, to get upset with me 
Um, it was my junior year, and I was kind of on a tear at the plate. I'd hit like five home runs in three games or something crazy like that. And they interviewed me on the radio, and um, they asked, you know, what what's what's going through your head at the plate? And I said, you know, I'm going to be honest. The the softball is looking like a beach ball right now for me. And I remember getting off the that interview, and the next day at practice, he came up and he said, "Why would you say that on the radio?" And um, made me made me run a couple polls for that. But that 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 game stretch there, where I like I said, I think I hit like five home runs in three games or something. I was a pretty cool, pretty cool period of time for me too. You've always been so humble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hit the nail on the head on that one. That's what I was so forth. I'm not surprised you said that. <laughs> All right, Meredith, you're the you're the only one left. What you got? Oh gosh. I have so many, but like both of them said, softball brought me some of my absolute best friends and the ones that I have played with since I was nine, probably before that, well, no, eight or nine. But um, I think just the, again, the friendship, the love that we share, and just the love for softball in general. You know, Kenzie and I have a special bond just because we were pitcher and catcher for so many years, and we just, you know, it's all a mind game and whoever's pitching and catching, they have the tendency to control the pace of the game and you have to keep high spirits and um, kind of two steps ahead. So she and I got really good at reading each other. And I think that that still reflects in our friendship today. Um, and Hannah, you know, as an eighth grader, I always looked up to her and Jamie Bailey. And I remember I thought I was so cool because they would come pick me up from the middle school and I would just ride up to the high school and I'd get out of their car and thought I was really something. <laughs> they were just, I was always thankful to have their leadership and it always um, kept me humble that, and I was always so thankful to be able to play with them. And even as an eighth grader, pitching to Hannah or Jessica Harmon or whoever I was, who was catching me, um, it just always gave me something to look forward to and, um, someone to look up to, like I said. Now, you said Mackenzie did a good job of, of picking you up and, and staying positive. She had a very unique way of doing that, didn't she? Yeah, Kenzie always knew, and she kept me real, you know, she knew if I needed some aggressive words or if I needed just to laugh. And, you know, I always say my favorite thing was she always made me laugh. It didn't matter. Nothing made me just more mad than getting a home run hit. I mean, nobody wants that. But at the end of the day, she always met me right there in the picture circle, and she would hit my shoulder and be like, suck it up, you're all right, and then say something to make me laugh. And, you know, if she'll fly off with, what was that? Like, what are you doing? Come on. You know, always something. But at the end of the day, she would always make me laugh. And she and I are probably the worst losers. You know, we always took that the worst. And we needed about 30 minutes to an hour after a loss to – reconcile and you know reflect and grow from the loss and I think we did a good job with that but at the same time we love to win I think Hannah I'm safe to say you're just as competitive and um, (laughs) you know at the end of the day we're kind of sore losers but that's okay you gotta learn from it and you're gonna win next time but again my all-time favorite memory is Kenzie's just winning district because we worked so hard for that for so many years and just to finally see that come full circle was so exciting and such a relief and it was Marion County and you know it was great 
Yeah, that's always a good thing. Well, guys, I appreciate you so much for being on. I appreciate you sharing your stories. Uh, y'all have been awesome, and we hope to get you on. Um, I don't want Mackenzie on here anymore. I'm done with having Mackenzie on the show. Well, we've got a uh, show limit. Mackenzie's done it. She's done forever. Yeah. <laughs> we, Mackenzie, I'm sorry I was back by popular demand. You you know what, Mackenzie, no joke. Your episode was awesome, and you got a lot of listeners here in the Dare County Sports Legend. But um, I'm – I'm. I just can't have you on anymore. I'm sorry. Um, but appreciate you. Have to start introducing her as longtime friend of the show. <laughs> I appreciate the rest of you being on here, and uh, hope to have uh, the others, not McKenzie, back sometime in the in the future. So we appreciate y'all. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Yeah. Well, Clay, that one was a lot of fun, and I I look forward to our next one. Uh, our next guest. In our little quick hitter uh, interviews for the night, we've got a former uh, Dare County softball standout, uh, went on and continued her playing career at uh, Pikeville and is now working at Pikeville and is an assistant coach at Pikeville High School. We've got with us tonight Hannah Absher. Hannah, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good. Doing good, doing good Hannah. Uh, well, this is this is pretty informal. We want you to just kind of talk to us, tell us what you're doing, what you're into these days, and maybe talk just some, some of your favorite stories from your playing days at Adair County. Yeah, for sure. So um, you kind of pretty much hit everything. You know, I'm an admissions counselor up at the college now, and I'm uh, helping assistant coach at Pipewell High, which, you know, I've, I love, you know, I'm super excited to be back into the game because after, you know, losing my senior season in 2020 was, was pretty rough, which, you know, was, it was rough for a lot of us out there. So it's good to be back in the game and stuff. And, you know, I'm thankful for all the opportunities that I got coming out of Adair County. I'm super proud to be an Adair County native. And um, some of my favorite memories is definitely from my sophomore year um, of high school. We were playing – I'm not say it's my favorite memory, and I can't even remember. We were playing Marion County, I believe, and um, the district tournament we were playing at Camelsville, and of course, you know, we weren't we weren't picked to win, and then Natalie Burton was pitching, and um, it was just like one of those games everybody was on fire, and we were just having a good time, and you know, came down to the seventh inning, and we we pulled it out of our butts, and and we won. So it was just definitely some of my favorite memories, and. Um, you know, of course, all the girls that I played with, especially that senior group, you know, we just um, we just kind of clicked, you know, and we still stay in touch. And, you know, it's just those memories are some that you never, ever let go. And, you know, I've been super passionate since, about softball since since I was real little. So um, it's just some, some memories and some times that I hold very near and dear to my heart. So we're talking about you played at Pikeville. What was playing at Pikeville, playing in college like compared – to high school, you know, because that's a big jump. When was your, when yeah, was your was, first, like, whoa, this isn't high school moment? Yeah, it was uh, it was an adjustment for sure, you know. Um, I came, you know, I was a starter in high school and I came to college. And I did not, in the, we had like a little fall season and I did not start. And that was, uh, that was a big, like, kind of like humble, shocking moment for me. And I was, um, I, I honestly, I took it pretty hard at first. And then, you know, I kind of decided to um, put my big girl pants on and work harder and, you know, get my spot back. And I did end up starting my freshman year. And then uh, we got into games and, like, you know, 
no matter what college you go to, going from high school to, to college, that competition is going to change. And it was, um, it was, a, it was definitely an adjustment. Um, I, you know, we came down and played Lindsey Wilson and, you know, they're dominant and it was just like, it was just like almost one knockdown after another. And sometimes it was hard to, to pick back up after that, but, um, being able to play at U Pike and, um, you know, getting all these opportunities to play these, you know, big top schools and, um, getting those at bats, it was just, and those reps on the field, like it was, it was an amazing experience. I grew so much from, from a senior in high school to my senior in college. And I'm just like, I couldn't be more thankful for that opportunity to, to be able to play in college. And if I could go back and do it all again, I would go back and I would choose you, Pike. I would, you know, play in college. I wouldn't change a single thing. What's it like going from the plane to the coaching? I know it's, it's a big difference. Do you still get nervous? Things like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's another that's another big change trying to trying to change that mindset, you know, because a part of me just wants to to jump out there and do it for them, and you know, you can't do that, so you have to kind of kind of rewire your brain and uh, figure out how to how to teach it and how to explain it instead of just you know doing it and being the one taking that criticism. So um, it's it's a big mindset change, but I'm enjoying it, and you know, it's just another opportunity to grow and. Um, my head coach uh, for Pikeville High. She is also a U-Pike native. Um, so I've kind of known her for a few years, and I, I really, really look up to her. She's great. I mean, she's just somebody that's awesome to work under, and she's really helping me with that um, that mentality change. So it's um, it's an adjustment, but I'm so far I'm really enjoying it. Well, Hannah, we appreciate you calling in and sharing some stories with us, and I, we're glad to get to catch up with you and get to know a little bit more about what you're doing now. And I understand that uh, – Pike, y'all are in the All-A tournament right now. Did you say that's what y'all were working towards right now? Yep, that's correct. We are. Um, we play again Thursday in Prestonsburg, um, probably against Shelby Valley. We haven't heard for sure yet, but um, should be a pretty decent game, and hopefully we will be in Owensboro here in a few weeks for the, for the, for the real deal. Awesome. Well, we'll keep an eye out on it, and we'll be cheering for you from – uh, from Adair County on that, and uh, good luck to you, and we'll get to talk to you later. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Right, thank you, it. Hannah. Thanks. Thank you. Clay, that was another good little talk. I appreciated uh, Hannah getting on there. Uh, well, I'm really – I say this every time, Clay, but I'm super excited about our next guest, a uh, guy that we got the pleasure of playing with. was the same graduating class as you, but I got to play with him my entire life, too. Uh, a former Adair County baseball player and catcher, uh, G. Young. G, how are you? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing good. G, how, how you doing down there in the basement? <laughs> uh, and I came in for the night. I got to work in Somerset tomorrow. I'm all over the map. Yeah, for those that don't know, G, uh, G and Kate, his wife, they rent from me and they live in the basement every so often. So, you know, I've never it's interviewed our- somebody from my basement. So, so right now, so right now, G, you are in Clay's basement. He won't even let you come upstairs to be on his own podcast. No, no, it's uh, it's okay though. That's pretty sorry if you ask me, G. That's all I have to say. Uh, yeah. But G, we we appreciate you calling in. I know you've got to get up early and get and get to work in the morning. So just for just a second, tell us a little bit about your playing days at Adair County tell us some stories that you remember and uh, just I'll just give you the floor definitely a big fan of the podcast so I'm glad y'all are doing this but uh I started playing when I was in eighth grade and 
you know, we weren't, you know, we weren't very good. And, and as the time went on, you know, the, I, I felt like as we matured, two of my favorite years, you know, there's, there's so many stories and funny and bad and good and well, frustrating. Well, to, to help you out a little bit, we do have a surprise for you. All right. Uh, we have with us uh, some guys that graduated with you, played with you. Uh, we've got a couple extra guests with us tonight in Jamie Bailey and Jared Denton. Guys, how are you? Doing good. good. I've, been for, I've been waiting for everyone to talk. It's a pretty <laughs> boring story there, G. Uh, <laughs> we could probably help you out if you need some more input. I didn't. I didn't know where to begin. I needed y'all to um, to get me fired up. What I mean. <laughs> well, that's no problem for sure. So let let's have it, guys. What's what's your favorite G Young story? <laughs> oh, uh, here we go. Click. I'll, I'll let Jared go first. <laughs> oh heck, I I don't know. I mean, there's there's plenty. I mean, one that. Uh, sticks out i mean you know you've got the you got the signature ball to the throat uh lane county play um you know i mean that that was that's that's probably a classic tell us a little bit more about that one so people get an idea of what happened gee you can give your perspective on this too well the ball goes in the dirt and somehow i mean you know He's got a catcher behind the plate. Ball comes up, hits him in the throat. He just to be quick, he's choking and gagging over against the fence. Um, Gee, do you remember this at all? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it happened more than once. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, I remember yeah, that I, happening. Poor, poor, bot, poor mechanics, and didn't touch my chin, and, and I got hit in the throat and paid for it. <laughs> Oh, well, Ben, what's your favorite G. Young story? Well, I'm sure everybody was in the room when this happened in uh, Fort Walton Beach, but uh, I'm going to have to go with when we was watching March Madness, we was watching Kentucky play, and I think me and G. Rasmus at least the whole second half, maybe longer, I'm not sure. <laughs> but, you know, G. G back now, so I'll give him some credit. I love him like a brother. He was strong as an ox and everything, but. I think I just had some kind of mind game on him that just gave me a mental edge over G. Young. <laughs> and I 100% wallered him for at least 15 minutes straight. <laughs> G, G, can you confirm this story? I, uh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to take up too much time, but I just want to bring up the LaRue County Hawk story as well. Because I was at that, I was at that field the other day, and I'm not so sure if that hawk does not still have a black eye from the punch it was thrown on. G G making back me up on this one, but I, if I'm not mistaken, there was a pop up hit. Correct. And G may or may not have missed it. I'll let you do the judge. Somehow the the ball landed right in the eye of a hawk they had painted on the field. And I remember G reared back into a haymaker on the hawk. <laughs> I think honestly, he probably knocked it out. To be honest, <laughs> ground. Up. I mean, I'll say this: I'm just glad he didn't hit me with a haymaker like he threw on the hawk. <laughs> All three of you oh, give us a favorite memory. Go ahead, G. Uh, personal. 
I, I mean, I guess you hard not to say. Uh, it's hard not to say the walk off my senior year against Marion County while play was uh, parking with the girls senior trip, but uh, uh, no, the, the walk off. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if that's real or not. That's all. I, I didn't see it in person, so I'm I don't know. Yeah, but uh, the walk off. I think it was the bottom of the eighth inning. There was like there was two outs. We looked like we were going into a, another extra inning, and uh, that was that was pretty special for me. Now, Jared, didn't you hit a walk off on a bunt call? <laughs> no, it was actually a take. Take three. Um, yeah, it, they just. Uh, it was actually my freshman year. Um, they just changed pitchers, and you know, for whatever reason, I just really wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, and. Step in the box. It was actually first pitch. I hit a home run <laughs> and didn't even didn't even realize. I mean, I I remember going around first base and Seth's dad Jeff screaming, "Get out of here, ball!" And I'm kind of looking over my shoulder like, "There's no way." I mean, I I don't know if I ever hit one in practice to the fence, <laughs> and it goes out and uh. McQuarrie, after the game, he's kind of, you know, asked me if I've seen the sign, and I, I kind of realized at that point, and pretty much just told him, you know, Coach, you said if if you ever swing through the take sign, you better hit a home run. So, I mean, <laughs> I was just kind of doing what I was supposed to do. <laughs> oh, that's but I, I would say that, I mean, that, that was a pretty good memory, but I would say just, I mean, probably my favorite memory would just be all the years leading up to, you know, not to take away from any of the other years, but our senior year for for us was pretty special. Um, yeah, it was. We we played played really good. Um, you know, we had all kind of played together our whole life, and it was kind of just icing on the cake. Um, had a good year, made a good run, and it was just all in all, yeah. I'd say senior year as a whole was probably probably my favorite time. I, I agree 100% here. What about you, Ben? What you got for us? Uh, I'd, I'd say the same. I mean, you know, I enjoyed playing with everybody I played with. I'd say some people probably can't say the same back to me, but that's okay, too. <laughs> but I'd say uh, definitely junior and senior year were definitely my favorite times for sure. Um, you know, getting to go to the region tournament, and from my knowledge, winning the first region tournament game ever, unless, you know, Unless there's been one a long time ago that I can remember that I don't remember, but that was definitely some of the best memories and getting to play with all you guys was just, I mean, awesome to be honest. Not to uh, not to take up any more time, but um, Bit had, I would say, I could go out on a limb and probably our senior year, Bit probably hit some of the longest balls that anybody on the team ever hit and didn't hit a home run <laughs> that I know. <laughs> I mean, he well, hit. I, I remember always. Well, I mean, not even not even our senior. I think it was our junior year when he hit the ball off the water burner. Water burner yeah. That was just. <laughs> I mean, every time he would get a hold of one, we was playing on a field that was just ridiculously long, and it would never go out. Well, <laughs> I'll be honest. Man, in my entire career, believe it or not, I have never hit a home run in my life. Even that little league bit. Even in Little League, I've never hit a home run, ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, I, now when I helped coach, you know, when I helped coach and I was hitting a few fungos, you know, I had to, 
I just stretch it out a couple of days and just try. <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, guys, we appreciate you being on here, and we hope to we hope that you listen to the show, and we hope to have you on again sometime. But we really appreciate you. We'll talk to y'all later. Thank you, thank you, fellas. Thank you, Clay. Another good interview, another good few minutes, and uh, gosh, the hits just keep on rolling. We got another good guest with us tonight, a, a guy that we got the opportunity to watch play. Uh, you can say you played with him. I'll just say that I watched him play because I sat in the dugout and watched him. You and Seth got to play with him. Uh, but a, a very special talent coming from Adair County, played all four years of high school and went on to pitch at Lindsey Wilson, played a little bit of minor league ball as well. Uh, we got with us tonight Derek Kate. Derek, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Doing good. Kate, uh, this is just a little bit of a quick hitter interview. Just tell us a little bit of what you're doing nowadays and – and tell us about your playing days at Adair County, just some favorite memories of yours. Of course. Yeah, I'm uh, teaching and coaching up here in Hardin County, up in Elizabethtown area. I uh, teach elementary PE at Vine Grove Elementary, and then I'm assistant coach from North Hardin High School. Um, you know, playing days at Adair County, a lot of good memories came from that. Uh, we had some teams that were that were pretty good, and then we had some teams that were not that great, but uh, it was always a fun time to play. I enjoyed all my my four years there, a lot of those memories you're not gonna not gonna ever forget. Derek, uh, you know the memory that you know. I was in eighth grade at the time, so I was there. But I know a memory that I'm sure that sticks out for you too is your senior year. We're the four seed. We upset Marion County, and you're the starting pitcher. What's what was yeah, that was, moment like? That was pretty cool. I think that was probably the biggest upset in the state that day. I think Marion County was ranked, you know, top 15 in the state. They were throwing – they were, they didn't throw the number one pitcher who had signed, I think, with West Virginia or somewhere, somewhere like that. And then uh, we came out and kind of shocked everybody, I think. Um, I didn't throw a single district game the whole year on purpose. Um, that way, when we got to district tournament, no one had saw me. So, we'd have a better chance of winning, hopefully. And that was a, that was a really good move by Coach McQuarrie. I think it worked out pretty good in our favor. Derek, you played – shortstop some too i know of course in college you were just pitcher only but which did you prefer in high school did you like to hit or did you like to pitch better uh, i still like to pitch better i was never a very good hitter um uh, i could bunt a little bit and i did the little things okay but i was never a very good hitter uh so i always liked i always liked pitching i always liked being in control and you know having that ball in my hand and being able to dictate what was going to happen every single pitch um i did enjoy the field i like playing the field and i like enjoy the game as a whole uh, but I think uh, I would still prefer pitching uh, over playing shortstop. Derek, you you know most people don't know this, but like when you were in high school, you had a massive growth spurt. So like, oh, you did. How did that change how you pitched, <clears throat> how you played, everything? Well, that's a great that's that's a great point. When I was um, you know freshman, sophomore, even junior year, I was you know five six, five seven. I was really really small and obviously didn't throw very hard, but I think that really helped me learn how to pitch. Um, I was able to learn how to throw all speed pitches, learn how to control the running game, you know, being able to throw a lot of strikes, that kind of thing. And then when I finally grew, I grew between my junior and senior year of high school, and I, I went from about, you know, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, to about 6'1", and my velocity went up quite a bit, which was obviously a big help. Uh, but I already knew how to pitch, and I knew how to get guys out without having to throw hard. And when you start throwing harder – the game becomes so much easier. Uh, as you can see now, you know, everybody's throwing 
you know, 95 to 100 in the major leagues, there's a reason why everybody wants to play hard. It's really hard to hit the harder pitch. So I learned how to pitch, though, and learn how to, you know, throw off-speed pitches and get guys out without having to, you know, only throw as hard as I did. You know, so it was, a, it was pretty cool being able to grow that much. I was pretty fortunate and, and lucky that I finally did grow. Okay, tell us a little bit about your playing days with, with Lindsey Wilson and, and then tell us a little bit more about uh, the journey that led you to some minor league baseball. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Lindsey was awesome. I mean, it was, you know, and Lindsey offered me in the, in the fall of my senior year, kind of before anybody else really knew who I was, where I went from, you know, being an average high school baseball player as a, as a junior. And then, you know, I, I jumped, you know, eight or ten miles an hour in my velocity in that fall. I went to a couple showcases and Lindsay, you know, jumped on it and gave me a pretty good offer. So with Lindsay, you know, had a played okay my freshman year. I, I, I tell the story, me and my, one of my best friends kind of had the same numbers. We, uh, we both threw about 30 innings, walked about 30 guys and had 30 strikeouts. We were the 30, 30, 30 club, but that's not the club you want to be in. And then just, you know, I gradually got better as, as I went on. Um, and then was able to, you know, kind of figure out who I was going to be as a pitcher and, you know, I had some had pretty good years there my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Uh, and as far as going into pro baseball, you know, my senior year I had some scouts that would come to games and, you know, a couple here and there. And I got hit with a line drive. Um, my senior year was about four weeks left in the season at St. Catherine. I left a 3-1 fastball right down the middle, and the guy hit it back at me about twice as hard as I threw it. And it broke my ring finger on my right hand. Uh, so that obviously put me out for the rest of the season pretty much. Um, so that was my, my pro journey was pretty much over at that point. Cause I wasn't going to get drafted, but I thought I might have a chance of getting signed or, you know, maybe, maybe playing some uh, independent ball right out of college, but that obviously didn't happen. So then I got a teaching job in Hardin County, uh, came up here and started coaching. And a lot of the guys were doing the weighted ball stuff, which now everybody pretty much does the weighted ball stuff or some variation of it. And I was like, you know, let me give this a shot. So, and this was a year and a half after because I still had another year of college left to finish. So a year and a half later, I go and start doing the weighted ball stuff. And, and I go and you have to test. You test the first day and you throw into a net and see how hard you can throw. And, and I, you know, I threw three baseballs into the net and they were, they were all the same speed. And the guy was like, that can't be right. So I, had to, I threw some more and then they ended up throwing a lot harder than I'd ever thrown before. And got lucky and got invited to a tryout in Arizona. So I flew to Arizona and tried out um, for the Diamondbacks in Arizona. And then uh, a couple of days later, got the call that they wanted to sign me. So it was a pretty pretty wild ride, really, uh, from you know not playing in a year and a half to doing a weighted ball program for a couple of weeks and flying to Arizona and and getting a tryout that way and getting signed. So it's a it was a it was a pretty cool pretty cool journey. Everybody talks about you know the life of a minor league ball player isn't isn't anything glamorous can you attest to that <laughs> oh man it's uh it's pretty brutal to be honest with you i was uh i was living my team was in missoula montana which is where the university of montana is and there's uh, i think there's more people in the city of louisville than there is in the entire state of montana if that puts into perspective i was living in a two-bedroom apartment with five other guys um we had two americans and three dominicans none of us had a car we all had bicycles. Uh, my apartment was two miles from the field. We had to ride our bicycles two miles to and from the field. Uh, and I made a thousand bucks a month. So if that tells you anything about how minor league baseball is. Yeah. Goodness gracious. 
Gosh, that makes you kind of wish Tampa would have give you a call. Ended up in Bowling Green. Well, have been close to home. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I know these different different teams have different uh, things they do. Some teams put you with host families, which is obviously a lot better than having to do it on your own. Um, it's and it's just you know, it's different organizations do different things. You know, my my independent ball year, which was after the Diamondbacks, was a much better experience as far as the as far as baseball goes. I had a host family. Um, it was just much more of an enjoyable experience. Well, Derek, we appreciated you calling in. I know it's late where you're at. It's a whole. It's actually it's late here too. But uh, you know, we're all getting older, and it just. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know it's later where you're at. So we'll uh, we'll let you go. We won't take up any more of your time. But we really appreciate you being on. Of course, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Derek. All right. See you. All right, Clay, our next guest is a player, our first player that we've ever had on here that actually played for me. Can you believe that, Clay? A little wild, isn't it? It's it's kind of crazy that there's somebody that has graduated and has moved on and uh, has never heard of this podcast before today, but she has agreed to come on and, and join us. Had a huge, huge senior season for us uh, back, gosh, the last full season that Adair County could actually play softball. So I'm pleased to announce uh, our next guest tonight, Kendall Harden. Kendall, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are y'all? We're doing good. Doing good, Kendall. Uh, Kendall, we're just doing some quick hitters tonight, doing some quick little interviews. And I just want you to touch on, you know, your time at Adair County, some of your, some of your favorite memories of playing softball at Adair. Oh, gosh, they're all good memories. Um, my senior season was definitely by far my favorite, and it was the best statistically for me, too. Um, I had a big senior year. Just big go senior. into that a little bit, because, Kendall, I'm I'm not trying to just throw numbers out here, but, you know, the first couple seasons that you played under me, we're talking like a 260 hitter, and then we go into that senior season, and you just kind of blow up. I don't know what exactly what your stat line was, but I know you hit over 400, had six or seven home runs, led the team in RBIs. So what do you think it was that kind of led to that blow-up? Um, it was the extra dedication and the work outside of practice. Clay, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, I love coaching Kendall. Uh, but one of my favorite memories, coaching anybody, and I don't even know if Kendall will remember this, but Kendall, Clay, was extremely intense. She was an intense player. And I was coaching third base, and I don't even remember who we were playing, but she slides into third, and when she pops up, the third baseman gives her an extra little extra little push. And you could tell that there was there was something there. It was a, it was there was some ill intent behind the push. Of course, I'm sitting there trying to be professional, and the umpire actually called her out after the push because she left the base. Of course, I go down and I do my little argue, and uh, we actually get the call reversed for once. And I come over there and stand there and talk to her. <laughs> Clay, I kid you not, she looked at me as serious as a heart attack. And she says, permission to retaliate, sir. Permission to retaliate. That sounds like something. Uh, that sounds like a robot. I said, uh, no. <laughs> I remember that like it was the, yesterday. We were in Cumberland County. We were playing Cumberland County. It was an away game. Oh, and she looked at me just serious as can be. Says permission to retaliate. <laughs> I didn't even know how to answer that, Clay. I didn't. I didn't know we was in the army. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, my first thought oh, is just shows, it probably shows you how childish I am. But 
It sounds like something off Spy Kids or something. <laughs> Spy Kids. Oh, goodness. Well, Kendall, hit us. Try to think for us, and if it takes you a long time to think about it, it's okay. We can edit out the think time. But you're just your number one favorite memory playing softball at Air County. Definitely the wins. The wins are real big to me because it's like it brings the team closer together, and it's the mood and the energy is so ecstatic after a big win. Um, I think our last home game, which was my senior night, I think that was the best game, best memory I can think of because the energy was high. I mean, no offense to Cumberland County, but we knew we were going to win that game going into it. So we didn't have any pressure. Everybody's mood and energy was just on 10. And I even have pictures in my camera roll of our batting lineup. And it was me and Will and Maggie Young in the dugout putting everyone's nicknames down on the batting lineup to hang in our dugout. We had like a Margaret for Maggie and Grassy for Gracie, Roscoe. Do you remember the the funeral that we had for Maggie's bat? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's another good one, too. (laughs) Clay, Maggie's bat got broken in a JV game, and it kind of upset her. Uh, that her bat, it just broke in half, a metal bat broke in half. And so we hold a funeral service out there uh, beside the softball field. And I'm not going to say that we buried the bat, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer with us. <laughs> we had a big... We had a big memorial for it. We had some yellow flowers picked from the field beside it. <laughs> I'm sure there's a video out there somewhere of Maggie carrying the poor bat up to its grave. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Well, it sounds like y'all did the, uh, on the office, the bird funeral. <laughs> for the bat. Well, uh, I tried to, my coaching style was very similar to Michael Scott's yeah. managerial, uh, <laughs> <laughs> managerial style, I guess. Oh gosh, uh, but Clay, we had we had a lot of fun. But you're not going to find a better player, a better a better person, a harder worker than than Kendall always. Add to that, you know what what made you strive to work so hard? Where, where does that come from? The love for the game. If you don't love the game, you're not going to put in the extra work that it needs to perform well. Gotcha. What, what, tell us what you're into these days now that you're done playing and you've gone off and forgot all about us. What did you say he cut out? Tell us what you're into these days now that you've gone off and left us and forgot all about us. Nursing school, homework, um, <laughs> staying up until 9 o'clock to eat a late supper and do an Adair County sports podcast because that's what it's all about. Hey, there you go. We appreciate it. <laughs> well, Kendall, we appreciate having you on. Like I said, this is a quick one. We'd we'd love to, you know, we'd love for you to just actually listen to the show sometime. Act like you never heard of it. But anyway, I digress. But uh, <laughs> okay. Again, we appreciate you coming on here, and you need to get to bed because I'm sure you've got uh, tests and and nursing to to worry about. So we'll talk to you later, Kendall. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you later.
All right. See ya. Bye. Clay, I really enjoyed having everybody on. I thought that was a great time, but uh, it does come to the point of our night that we need to talk about some of the things that have happened today or this past week in Adair County Sports. And our softball team is still on a little hiatus, a little break here. Uh, but our baseball team's been hard at it, and our uh, weekly recaps are brought to you by Jeffries Hardware. Jeffries is known to have what you need. Go in and talk to friend of the show, Chris Lewis, my dad, Brian, or any of the friendly staff to help you with your next project, much like our producer, Seth Dunbar, uh, who is working on a house a little bit, and so he's his next project is right now, and he's in there all the time. He's been in there this week, and he's going to be in there probably again the next couple of days just to get some things done, and Seth knows they've got what you need, so you should too. Uh, Clay, the baseball team was in action. Clay, they're looking impressive right now. I, I'm really pleased with what the baseball team's putting out there. Yeah, you know, right now they're four and one, and you really couldn't ask for a better start. You really and beat couldn't. some good teams. You know, Coach McQuarrie was on here, and he was talking about how the offense needed some work, and they needed to work on their hitting. Golly, they've put up more runs. That I, you'd probably be hard-pressed to find a team in school history that's put up as many runs as quickly as what they have. Yeah, that Runs have been no issue so far this year. Not an issue at all, but after I say that, I look and I see that the first game we're going to talk about was a 2-1 pitcher's duel between them and Greene County. Um, Blaze Wall looks like he had a two-RBI hit in the first inning, and that capped off all the scoring for Adair County. Um, but that was all they needed as Braden Rainwater and um, Caleb Keltner come in and shut the door down for uh, – Green County, they only were able to score one run on that. So that was that was a good win for our boys. Uh, good to see, too, that we can win in a different style. Not just Yeah, we don't have to have a shootout, do we? Yeah. Yeah, and Braden's going to get a bulk of our innings, and we're not going to have to score a whole lot when he's out there. But I hope that's not a trend. I hope the offense doesn't kind of take a day off whenever he's on the mound because I know that can be frustrating. Uh, but I don't think that'll happen. Our offense has been too good because then you turn around and we play LaRue County, and it was a shootout, 9-8. to eight. It was, and that was their first loss of the year, LaRue County's. Which, LaRue's a pretty that was good a, team. That was a really quality win. You know, it seemed like we had a big six inning. We yeah, get up, seven in the sixth. And then they make a comeback in the seventh when we hang on at the end. Yeah, able, but, we uh, were able to hang on. You know, looking at Carson Jesse, he had two RBIs in that game and led the team, but he was three for three in that Green County game, hit a home run the week before. Uh, he's just burning it up right now for Dare County. Yeah, he's he's off to a heck of a senior year. That That is a great start, and we're proud of him. We're proud of the baseball boys, and when the softball team starts playing, we'll get you a recap on them too. But that's our week in Adair County Sports. Uh, defeated Green County 2-1 to one and defeated LaRue County 9-8. to eight. That's all we've got for you tonight in Tribe 44 Podcast, and we'll be excited to talk to you again next week. We'll see you later. Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Because I'm going to go hard and I'm going to do it for my street. street.